I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. It's Match Preview Time. I'm Paul Machin. It's a, it's a Machin Pajak sandwich going on today. Just like I like it. Yeah, <laughs> Chris Pajak <laughs> is the meat between a Paul Machin, John Machin, pieces of bread. It feels um, old school this. Yeah. I genuinely don't know the last time the three of us run a show together like yeah. this. It's wicked. Yeah, if anyone who watches knows that, then you probably need to get a life. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be useful, nevertheless. I wouldn't be known find that. It, I wouldn't. I would find that interesting to know, uh, but it wouldn't change what I've just said. It'll be Jeff. I think Jeff's got a life. Mm. Careful. Um, <laughs> hi, Jeff. Sorry, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Um, only best. The uh, yeah, Liverpool versus Lask. Um, it is the penultimate game of the group, so you might say second to Lask, <laughs> but by no means least of these fixtures. Well, you, you wouldn't say that. No, second to Lask. <laughs> um, Dad. They gave us a uh, they gave us a decent game back in September. Um, the managers talk about how they're not coming here to be tourists. They, I mean, they will. Yeah, <laughs> they are. That's sure. how. That's what's going to happen in a general sense. But um, look, they've got stuff to play for in, in the group. Jurgen Klopp's called for it to hopefully be like a, a traditional European night. I think he might be um, a little disappointed. But um, with snowing. Yeah, well, I, think, I hope he's right. I do hope he's right because yeah, I, I don't think it actually hurts us for it to be a competitive game of football from a fans' perspective, if nothing else. Well, no, that that's certainly true for the fans. But I mean, the fact that we lost to Toulouse and and didn't get the automatic top spot means that we do still have something to play for, and this is the best opportunity we'll have. So. I'm hoping they they do treat it really seriously and go out there, you know, to actually batter them. Yeah, yeah. To John's point there, I think I think I think there will be a few changes. I know we're going to come on to it and stuff like that, but I do think it's going to be almost entirely made up of first team squad players, and that means for me that the message from the manager to the players is go out there and get yourself a spot in the first team. You know, go out there and prove yourself and, and you know, don't let those levels drop because I think if you're a manager in a, a, of a top side like this, there must be nothing more frustrating than seeing a performance that's below par from lads who should be fired up and trying to get into the sides. And it's that messaging going into the game, isn't it? And I think that the Premier League right now has to be the clear priority for Liverpool Football Club with where we are on the table and, and how everything's going and the other teams around us slipping up and stuff like that but we shouldn't take our eye off the ball in the Europa League either because it may be our second best chance of silverware after probably the League Cup Mm -hmm. 
but you're not really asked about the League Cup. It's much more important to get a European silverware, isn't it? Yeah, I totally, totally agree. And look, you know, ultimately, what what are they playing for here? Yeah, placing the placing the knockout stab. But you know, we had a bit of chat about it before. You, you need the freedom to pick the teams that you want to pick. This is the busy period of the season now, and injuries are going to start to bite. We've seen that happen already. We'll talk about Allison and, and, and Josson in a second, but um, so there's there's a balancing act of you don't want to you want to make sure you've got the strongest team for the weekend to come, but actually you you don't want to go into that like week two weeks in, in and around Christmas with another game that's super competitive that you've really got to go flat out for. Yeah, I mean, you can't afford, you know, this stage to prioritise too much. Yeah. You know, no no one would want us to put a gang of kids out against Lask and not, not get top spot. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just so we can beat Fulham with a, you know, a top 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 of the rain side. Yeah. I mean, um, so I, I wouldn't expect that at all. I do expect it'll be similar to the side which has been playing in the Europa League, you know, so Gravenberch, you know, Harvey Elliott, Endo, I expect to see them on the pitch, you know, even though they wouldn't necessarily be on the pitch for Fulham. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think of them as a step down. I think of them as guys fighting for their place, as Chris said, you know, particularly Harvey Elliott. I mean, he, he's had some terrific games as as, um, as a substitute, but... Yeah. Um, you know, he's got to try and say, I, I want the, the, that third spot in midfield. Yeah. The one that Gravenberch is going for as well. So. Yeah. No, absolutely that. And that, that's often the difference. We forget this sometimes. And it's, it speaks to the quality of the squad, Chris, that we've been in, in situations in cups before. I mean, look, we've, we've rotated in the Champions League group stages before when, once we know we've been through. I mean, some of the players that played in the San Siro when we played AC Milan is absolutely wild. But we'd earn the right to do that. But this is not that situation where, I kind of I think you were kind of saying at the top of the show, where... Sometimes we go, ah, oh, throw the kids in, throw the kids in. It's like, don't, don't, don't throw the kid, don't just throw the kids in. Listen, if the kids deserve to be in there, by all means, play them because they're clearly talented enough. But this is this is not the time to piss around because if you piss around here, you might find that you're going to have to go a lot harder than you ever dreamed of doing when you play the the next game. Absolutely, in a weeks, and as you say, the, the games around that are important. Obviously, you've got Manchester United and Arsenal on the horizon after you've played the next Europa League game and and stuff like that. So you you want to be able to rest and rotate on your agenda on your time scale not on somebody else's isn't it I suppose and you know it's one of the things that I think you know I look I look down the 62 at Manchester City and you know we've just played them at the weekend and they didn't make a single substitution in that game because they're feeling the pinch at the moment mm-hmm. squad wise um, just not money wise yeah um, but they are and you know, I think Guardiola does a good job in those competitions if you can take the red tinted glasses off of making wholesale changes and still getting wins, which allows him to play Premier League games where he doesn't make as many substitutes. Because so you don't, but, you don't think it was uh, the club saying, you know, that Everton thing. We better make ourselves look a bit poorer. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> throw an extra keeper on yeah, the bench, Pep. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle, yeah. Newcastle with their seven substitutes last night against well, PSG. Yeah. This, this is all part and parcel. There's different ways of skinning the cat, isn't yeah. there? And Jürgen, I think gone into this season saying I'm going to use five subs in pretty much every game that I can mm-hmm. and that's the way that he's doing it and we well, might look at it and you, go you also look at last season following on from trying to win four trophies yeah. when they were all they'd shot you know half this team had been totally destroyed so you know rotating five every game makes actual sense take advantage if he of wants rules. if he wants to compete in all four competitions yeah exactly take advantage and you know it, it might it, sometimes I think 
as a Liverpool fan myself, you look at it and go, why is he bringing Dom on here? Mm-hmm. But he's only bringing him on for 10, 15 minutes. And if quite often they have that little sort of un- unwritten rule, don't you know, written rule, sorry, where it's like, if you play 21 minutes, you get a rest day. Yeah. And he knows that he actually, he does that and he gets the rest day. Yeah. And it's all part and parcel of it, isn't and it? And also, it comes back to a little bit of disrespect towards the Europa League, is that if we were playing Champions League games, these lads would be playing well more minutes than they've been playing this season. Like Mo Salah plays 90 minutes, more or less, twice a week yeah. when we play Champions League football. Um, so actually, when a lad, if a lad comes on for 10, 15 minutes here and there, who's asked? In fact, they want to come on because they want to get goals and they want to get, they actually want to make sure they're sharp and that's it. That's it. I don't, to your point, we're not quite there. We're about to enter the period where there is no rest and you go flat out for three or four weeks. It's like it's like the mid, mid well, it's from this week, basically up until the FA Cup when you really get to decide what team goes out in, in that game where everyone's just kind of have to suck it up and crack on with it really yeah. you know um, and the five sub thing is, again I think it's about buying it's about telling the lads well, we're, we're carrying a big squad this season this is why because I think you're all good enough to play a, play a part in, in the side uh, you touched on the fixtures thing Chris I want to I get that up so we can have a little chat around it because it is interesting you know what the knock on impact of Liverpool not securing um, qualification in this game the next game in, in the group play the final match day six is Union Saint-Gilles over in, in Brussels of course uh, that is after Crystal Palace Palace on Saturday the 9th which is the early kickoff, which is kind of irrelevant it's a nice break between them two but you mention it the weekend that follows it is Manchester United we've then got the the cup quarter AFL Cup quarter final against West Ham in the week building up to in, in, in before the week before Christmas we've got Liverpool Arsenal on the 23rd Burnley on Boxing Day and then Newcastle on, on New Year's Day that Union game is a nice little pit stop because yeah. as I said, that you could end up in a situation where there's that, and then there's the FA Cup third round. Now that will totally be draw dependent. Because if you get a if you get a Chelsea or a you know as we always get or an Arsenal or whatever in the third round, that will that will dictate that slightly. But if you get a Championship team or whatever in there, then you actually have got total freedom to pick almost whatever 11s you want. But in the middle of it, everyone just goes for it. Yeah, but you've also got to consider, I suppose, as well as all of that, that you might even have a semi-final for a, a Carlin Cup in there as well. To follow, that'll be, after, that'll be just after just that. Just after the FA Cup, you still need yeah. that, but then you've still got to think two, two more games that could be added yeah. into the calendar yeah. and stuff as well, which makes that FA Cup game even more important, which makes that USG game even more important that you're able to get some rest for players and stuff like that. And, you know, I think it's one of those, it's one of those things. This is what we want as football fans, isn't it? This is what Jürgen wants as a football manager and how you navigate through. I've been saying the next 11 games, going back before the City game up to Newcastle would define the season. But that right there, what you've just shown everybody from USG to Newcastle, is it. That's the most important part of this season as I see it for Liverpool. And that, and this game is a precursor to being able to do what you want in those. Absolutely. Um, let's do the injury news then. Jürgen Klopp did his press conference uh, and revealed that, without being totally specific on it, and I think some of this is a little unknown still, but Alisson and Jota, we know, both injured in the Manchester City game. Alisson, he said, you know, he said for both of them, definitely no chance of seeing them this week. Alisson, probably next week as well, but that would be the point where he might well start to come start to come back. Jota, there was no time for him, given that he felt that would be longer. But also, we didn't say... He's definitively out, but then we all know Liverpool are the biggest bullshitters going when it comes to laying out the truth about who's injured and who's not. Yeah, and after City. What? After City. After City. After Man City. Yeah. 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 They're, oh, after Man City. Totally out. Yeah. yeah. Like, it is after Man City, I know, and now they're talking about it. 
Okay, and the pecking order of who's who is bullshitters. Yeah, absolutely. And cla- and classic Ferguson Man United. Yeah, Ferguson. Um, yeah, and uh, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer's Manchester United. Except everyone knew he was lying. <laughs> <laughs> you little meth. What are you doing, Solskjaer? <laughs> Just fucking him. We know you. We know you're lying. Get off your Alex Ferguson. Got a job and he's still getting it here. Alex Ferguson's big book of bullshit. He's getting yeah. copy for large can, font. He, lots he can of drawings from the parking space next to Alex Ferguson. Oh, God. Um, what a loser. Yeah, yeah. Parking. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Bless him. Um, yes, the goalie stuff, let's go with that first and foremost, that because as much as it's a real blow losing Jota, we've got we've bought loads of attackers so you'd like to think that you can ha- you can you can cope with losing one for a little spell if you have to sure yeah i mean gakpo desperately you know needs to cement a place in the yeah. side yeah. which he hasn't really done you know in the in Absolutely. and, the there's you, and there'll be young lads all you know looking, so, looking for yeah. the place as well but let's do the let's do the goalie because you immediately said the, to me the goalie yes <laughs> you immediately said to me oh adrian and I, my, my heart squad, stopped. Well, this no, is the thing. Not even in the squad, and this sparked the conversation. My heart immediately stopped. And I said, why? And you said, well, because technically he's now Kelleher. Kelleher. But then, of course... Kelleher's now the number one. We realise that, yes, of course, Adrian's Adrian is not registered for the squad because we couldn't register so that many foreign players. The two players whose names are unpronounceable to me. Uh, Vitislav Jaros. Ooh. Marcello Pitaluga. That's brilliant. Much a good friend of the show, Marcelo Pitaluga. I'll have to practice. Yeah, that's good. I am. Um, I'm. I look. I mean, they might be playing all the time now, man. Well, this is, and, and that's the point. And I think it would have been an interesting conversation if Adrian was registered to follow on with that. But I don't know. For me, anyway, I don't know what your thoughts is that if Kelleher's going to play, just play him. Because actually, the more games he plays, the better he's going to be for the games yeah, yeah. that court sort yeah, of really that makes matter. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Well, yeah. What are you talking about here? Not playing Kelleher? Well, that was the point. Was if Kelleher's Adrian, if Kelleher's Allison, 
then does it does the backup goalie play the no, Europa League games? Ridiculous. Yeah. Kelleher plays all of the games. Yeah. Adrian's Which, not the number two. Yeah. And Kelleher. Yeah, he's the number three. And he, therefore, but Kelleher gets given the Europa League because he's the number two. When he's the number one, he plays both of them. Yeah. He plays all of them. I agree. Yeah. So I don't, like, I don't, I like genuinely Allison don't think doesn't. it's a conversation. Yeah. Like Alisson doesn't. Yes, like Alisson doesn't. <laughs> because you are trying to. Terrible way, groom Callahan to be a goalkeeper. Yes, yes, really yeah, absolutely. No, I, I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm totally on that. It never entered my head for a single no. second. And as I say, and it's also, sent... I knew that Adrian wasn't allowed to play in this game. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's it's we haven't got anyone who can, who can play in this but, game if Callahan doesn't. But there is an outside chance that if Liverpool are qualified by the time the USG game rolls around, maybe you consider. Pitaluga or whomever for that for that one if it's a if it's a dead rubber and it depends on on the prognosis on Allison because if you need to give him another sort of week off and Keller is playing back to back to back he should be fine goalkeepers are meant to play every game and also don't forget that you can actually use Adrian in the Premier League if yeah. there's a problem with Kelleher so again I don't think it's I, I think you still play Kelleher but it's not about there being a problem with Kelleher I mean more more there's the, a problem with Adrian that's the problem oh, yes yes yeah 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 I've got a problem with this conversation yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm completely the problem lost. is no, look and, and there's a very roundabout way of what everyone said is nobody wants to see Adrian playing golf for Liverpool yeah, that's what, what, put him in the what I would ultimately say is, now, the yeah, question was player rather than if Kelleher's now the number one does he get rested in the games that the number one normally gets rested that's in no. yeah. and you're saying no and yeah. that's fine now we know that there isn't really a backup anyway and, yeah, that, and that's that's, that's that again. That's the point on that. Is I don't think Jaros or Pitaluga are ready for that step up yet. Correct. So and it would depend. So again, if if Allison was out for two months, I do wonder. And we got like a, a Championship or a League One side in the FA Cup third round, for example. That's a conversation where you might consider one of the younger goalies just to give him a just to give him a look in. Because ultimately, Pitaluga is pretty much the same age as Kelleher was one when of he was them playing those League Cup games. Pre-season, didn't they? Yeah, they've all had little, little looks in. Like you know, uh, I think Jaros is. I think Jaros actually is, like, is probably ahead of him in the pecking order. But um, yeah, probably <laughs> not at all. Talking point really. Yeah, I was going to say we spent a lot. Yeah, on some point. Yeah, but it's, I, for, for what it's worth, right? I would play Keller in every game, regardless of whether it's the FA Cup in January and Allison's still out. Yeah. It, for me, it's finding out what Keller here is. Yeah. You know, it could be. You never know that Liverpool are trying to get the value up there or something as well, because obviously he probably wants to move on if he can't displace Alisson Becker. But I think he now is at the point of his career where he does actually genuinely need games. And I think that's why the last couple of years we've seen him get cup runs and, and, and stuff like that. But we'll know whether he's worth keeping around and bending over backwards and changing our rules for number two goalkeepers for if he gets a sustained run of games and puts it in because mm-hmm. if he's brilliant then you just bend over backwards to keep him as your number two these are the size of moments in careers they really are is that we're all sat here today and we did a little bit of this on the podcast this week but I think I think it's an interesting point that I don't think look Alisson's the best goalie in the world and unfortunately therefore every other goalkeeper and, and and least of all the guy who's you own beneath him is not as good as what as Alison Becker. At some point, though, young players get an opportunity, and I would almost rather be in a world where your go your young goalkeeper gets his chance and becomes brilliant, rather than Alison reaches a point in his career where he goes, "I've had enough. I'm going to get off." And you go, "Ah, 
well, now it's time to find out whether our backup goalie's worth worth his salt. I'm not suggesting for a second that this is the start of Kelleher's run as Liverpool's first choice goalie for the rest of you know for the rest of his career or whatever. But I really want to know more. I re- I thought he was brilliant when he was given the chances in the in the cup double season, and I <clears> have been <throat> underwhelmed with him since. Um. But the only way for a goalkeeper to ever truly show what they're capable of is to play a run of football matches, and you know, and that that was the we, we kind of we kind of we found that out a lot over the years. You just need to trust them at some point. Well, I mean, he must have wanted to move on. I would yeah. have thought, and the club have persuaded him that he was going to get enough games, you know, to 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 stick around. So you know, the the fact that he's now going to get a lot of games. That that must be Kelleher must be in heaven. You yeah. must think this is brilliant. Yeah. You know, I'm now going to show everyone what I've got. You know, and uh, good luck to him. I mean, I I've always been quite confident about him. He's not. I always judge goalies. I've said this before about whether they they scare me when they come on the pitch. Yeah. And he doesn't scare me at all. I'm, I forget about him in games. For you know. Yeah, let, let him get on with it. I've been, I've, been, I've been stood next to you at those games, a, a lot of them that we've seen over the yeah. last few years with the, the Auto Cup scheme and stuff. And well, stood, sat, very much sat quietly next to John um, during the Auto Cup scheme and stuff like that. And you've said that to me in the past, and I've got to say, I feel exactly the same way. But I am with Paul on the like you said it the other day, I think, on the podcast, he just needs to save more. Yeah. And look, these, these are all these are sharpness things, you know, because actually it's funny because. He's such a cool customer. He's actually really good with his feet, and that's so natural that he just walks in and does that. He's, he's just so he's so good at that. But actually, the finer points of being a goalkeeper only really come when you play when you challenge yourself and you push. And you, and when you, you, you don't even play under twenty one games. You don't get what Allison's got. You know that ability to just stand in front of someone and make them miss. You just don't get that until you've got the experience. No, exactly. You earn that yeah. with the striker going up against you, don't you? In the head. It happened for Allison at some point. You know, you know, we buy him after he's only done a season really at Roma mm-hmm. when he's at the main the main goal. He's, he's behind Chesney before that, and at some point somebody proves themselves ready to take over. We're in a really awkward situation. We've had this for a number of positions in this side over the last five years. When you've got best in class. It's very difficult to attract someone who's either going to sit underneath or thinks they're going to get right above back and beyond. Position. Right yeah, back, yeah, we've had it right wing, we've had it centre half, we've had it in all, you know, we had, we had a DM for a while. Or the entire front three was very much like that as well. Trying to find a fourth for a front three that was called the front three um, <laughs> proved like proved quite difficult. Um, so yeah, you know, it's a big chance for him. I, I hope he takes it. I hope we I hope we give him the opportunity. Ultimately, because we haven't we haven't really got a choice. So yeah, there's a there's a big there's a big moment coming ahead where it could be a concern if he doesn't kind of flourish in it. But from what we've seen so far, I hope we get m- more of that. Basically, um, just briefly on the Jota stuff, Chris, it, it is a blow. I, I didn't I didn't want to skate over it too much, but he. Um, <sighs> I hope it's not an extended one because look, he's our third top goal scorer at the moment. Yes, we are lucky that Luis Diaz. This is the point now where he's probably set to kick on. You know, he's kind of put his thing behind him. I think his family have now moved to Liverpool as well. So, or they've certainly all been been over here. So that will have eased. Liverpool are paying for him to be over here at least from last night a couple of days ago, at least until post Christmas and stuff. But yeah. you're absolutely right. Now, the Diaz thing 
it's dovetailing, unfortunately, quite nicely with the Jota thing at the moment because I think when you think back to the start of the season, Diaz got a couple of goals. He started the season really well. He looked like he was trying to get more goal contributions, be that goals, be that assists. Picks up that injury, has to deal with that for a little bit. Then obviously has the mad, mad stuff happen in his personal life and isn't able to get back on, I think, at the weekend, probably start the game because of the international travel and all that type of stuff. And I feel I feel like what you just said, that he's primed to come in and this might be that opportunity where he comes in, whether it's this game, whether it's the weekend game and takes that slot and puts a marker down and goes, no, it's my spot. And when Jot is injured, he won't be getting back in because it's my spot. You know, this, it's an interesting situation because we've got a lot of lads who can actually play on that side. Dad, you know, you know, Cody Gap was had a little look in. Nunez, they all started out on the left. And, and that's the thing where, because I was going to kind of say, it'd be interesting to see whether we actually get a little look at Doke at some point on that left, because he's been he's been almost entirely used on the right hand side for us, which is very on what we do. He's obviously he's very right footed. Um, someone like him, you know, again, we won't know just yet. But I'm not against it. I'm not saying Doke starts this one. By the way, I think he will go Diaz Gakpo. I'm, either Doke or quite probably Salah, just to maybe get the business done. Um, but we have it. it kind of also goes to show we do have a few a few permutations available to us yeah and it's um, it comes from having five forwards I mean you were saying before about when we had three it was difficult to get a fourth suddenly we've got five but now you realise you need five yeah you know uh, I mean, they're, they're talking the echo saying Alisson's out for five games and Jota longer you know that that's a long time to be without a top goal scorer yeah. But, you know, we've got backup and cover, so you know, hopefully we'll survive it. And again, look, chance for them to shine. None of them will want anyone else to be else injured or whatever, but this is the this is the entire point. Someone's form drops off, someone else has got to pick up the baton. And in both of those, like, I just, Gakpo, I've been really disappointed with Gakpo so far. And he's had a little bit of, he's been a bit he's of looking injuries out, as well. He? And he's been in different positions and uh, he's the one who hasn't cemented a position, really. I think he's the net, he's probably the net. Nunes now plays nine doesn't he every time yeah mm. you know and um, Diaz plays left um, Gakpo still not really sure he can play he plays in midfield he plays as a 10 he plays out on the wing it, you know he's his best settled. positions I think his best positions nine from what we saw particularly from what we saw last season I, but the problem is is that it's the Nunes conundrum isn't it Chris is that Nunes is starting to look like why wouldn't why wouldn't you just start Darwin Nunes in the games that you want to be choosing your best sort of best best sort of elevens? So I don't know what the I don't really know what's next for him. You have this happen. This happened with Arsenal when they had Lacazette and Aubameyang, different centre forwards with both lads who wants to play number nine, and you're forever putting someone who's not quite the right fit if you want to play them both in the team. I mean, look. Gapo's ticking along quite nicely, and look, that's a problem that me, he'll, that can get resolved in the future. Right now, I think he's going to get this game, and he could probably do with continuing that. His problem is that although he played left side before he came to Liverpool, Liverpool converted him into a false nine, yeah. and now we're playing him in midfield. Yeah. I mean, the guy must you know he must be thinking, what the hell's going on? How can I settle and get a place? Yeah. It's, it's really difficult for yeah. him. Anybody showed at the weekend he can impact games, and you know yeah. it was only for the. The run, which you know was probably the most Bobby Firmino off the ball run you could see to to take a, himself out the game, take a defender out the game, and and open up that space for Trent to run into and score from. So the, he's a clever footballer. I, I have been disappointed with him as well. I expected him to to kick on quite significantly this season, but I think John's right. I think it's because of moving around in and out of the team all that type. 
stuff. And, you know, when we've gone to this box midfield and we're playing four men in the middle, your centre forward isn't needed to drop in. It's just, it's just not what you want. You want him to be the tip of the spear. And if Gakpo's going to get into the side, he's going to have to change his game to be able to play the nine like Liverpool want him to play at the moment. He's clever, he enough, to, he's clever enough to do yeah. it. His understanding of where to be in the penalty area is as good as Jota's, in my opinion. He gets those five-yard tappings because of, he understands where the space is, he understands where his position needs to be. Um, he just needs to impact the game more. And, and again, that's, that's rhythm. That's just you know finding your feet a well, we know he can do it because he was doing it when he first came. Exactly, and, and let's not forget here. You know, we've we've talked a lot about the, the new midfield. Well, the new midfield affects the forwards. You know, the, the players who were there who were maybe playing passes that you kind of gotten used to last season. They're all different this year. It's Tom Sobersly, it's Gravenberg, it's Kurt Jones at times. It's well, Alexis Trent, McAllister, Trent's Trent. Different. Exactly, it's all different behind him. So there is a period of adaptation that's needed for every player in the side, and he's had less minutes this season with these players in the centre forward position than anybody I look at his second goal against United last season that's just brilliant number nine play and you know getting him behind great finish from a, from a, from a difficult angle he's, he's definitely got that in him but again it's those people whose natural instincts are going that way we always said well Bobby Firmino Bobby Firmino 17-18 gets 20 goals all comps because he actually there's just opportunities he goes oh, forget it I'm just going to score a goal here well, his post, natural post-Jota yeah. he, he gets more goals post-Jota yeah. because he goes alright you can do it this way as yeah, well yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely so yeah I hope, hopefully we see a bit more of the deadly uh, Cody Gappo I just want to refer you back to two starting 11s which I think are most pertinent um, in terms of figuring out what the manager is going to do for this one um, Liverpool's 2-1 win over Bournemouth in the League Cup uh, we started with Keller in goal it was Simicas, Quanta Matip Gomez across the back four it was Kurt Jones Wataru Endo Harvey Elliott in midfield and then it was Sobers Lai Gakpo Salah yeah that was mad yeah and <laughs> that then was a mad forward line for them wasn't the it the Toulouse game was you know basically not far off that it was Simicast Quanta Matip Gomez again back forward Kelleher behind them McAllister Endo uh, Elliot in midfield Diaz Gakpo Doak um, now we struggled through Bournemouth about in the wildest of conditions uh, that I think anyone's seen this season so far we got beat by Toulouse Dad, was there something from that Toulouse game that you think could have been avoided with team selection, or was that, you know, psychological? The Toulouse having the home advantage, blah blah blah. Is there anything? About what I'm saying is that could be learned from that that they need to learn to inform this game. I don't know. I mean, I think Toulouse actually wanted it more. Yeah. I think that's what I got from it. That our players weren't that motivated. You know, it was like the game. The the, the competition was already well. The this part of the competition was already done and dusted. Um, you know, they'd had three wins and. They, they just lack motivation is what I took from it yeah. and I'm hoping that won't be the case tomorrow because um, I think Klopp will have got in their ear about the need to finish this off and you know get in the top spot and have done with it yeah you know there's a couple of questions that I think are around the starting eleven here, and uh, they're posed by the comments here. So Luke says, uh, "Do you think? Uh, do you guys think Virgil starts?" My immediate reaction to this case is just no, and particularly because you see those two 11s, Obviously, Quanta starts left side of centre half in both of those. But actually, I think this is a knock-on impact of who plays left back. Yeah, because I think you're right there, and it's Joe Gomez is playing one of the fullback positions for me. Yeah, yeah. And my Did, gut tells me... Didn't he come on? Was it Toulouse? He came on as left-back. He starts right-back at Toulouse. He starts left-back at Luton, I think it's that game, maybe. Yeah, he came on at left-back. And it, it wasn't... 
you know, it wasn't an outstanding performance from him at left back, um, if I remember correctly, against Luton. But my 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 initial reaction was Gomez starts right back, and then I was like, worked my way down the down the line, and was like, oh, Costas, he's played a lot of football, yeah. Um, and Andy Robertson's not fit, so does that mean that Gomez becomes the the left back and stuff? And does it give you an opportunity um, to maybe play a Kwanzaa or or something else in there with a Joe Gomez? I don't know. It's I think it's actually a little bit more of a quandary than you'd, you'd maybe think on the surface my gut now tells me that Gomez is is your left back but who's the right back well exactly that's <laughs> what I mean if it's like if Virgil starts then it probably means Simicass isn't you know it doesn't necessarily mean that because you could just ask them to play two games but it could be it's one of those where I think you're either starting Trent or Van Dijk for similar but different reasons is that because if you're not starting Simicass you're either starting a kid at left back, you might be, you know, we've seen a couple of the younger lads have a little look in so far on that one. Um, Connor Bradley's back in training, but he won't, he's very unlikely that he'll be close enough to be involved in this. Could be like an outside little, you know, shove him on the bench and give him a lift or whatever. But yeah, you know, if you're not playing, if you're playing Gomez anywhere other than right back, it means Trent's probably starting in that position because yeah. the only one else we've seen do that is Pachetta, and he's still still out injured. Yeah, particularly if Van Dijk isn't playing, then you know you've got your captain on the pitch then yeah. in Trent. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think I think Chris is right. Gomez is going to play, isn't he? Yeah, because he needs he needs the game. Uh, so Quanta Canate, and I quite like to see Quanta get Gomez. another run. I think he'd be good. Um, or Gomez. So Gomez left back. Do we think? Sorry. I think probably yeah because Simicast really shouldn't be playing every single game because with all the games coming up he goes and he's the only left back really so yeah outside shouts there are a couple that sort of come to mind we've seen Bacetic play there at right back he mentioned could Endo do it if you play in a box midfield with with him we know I think that's probably something that he could do um, the other outside shout is you go to somebody like a Canate to play right back. He spends half the game there anyway. Mm. You know, you could play Canate, Matip and Kwanzaa and you could play Joe Gomez as well. It's wild. Matip is the wild part of that. Yeah. Because he's another one. But, like, you've got three of them. If they all go down, you're fucked. Yeah, but so like, play them all. No, no, so, like, <laughs> what are the chances? You know what I mean? If one of them goes down, you're still sound. You've got Kwanzaa, you've got Matip, you've got Karate. Like, what, it's a wild, don't get me wrong. It's the, the four centre-halves. Those three in Kwanzaa, Karate and Gomez definitely start for me, I think. It's just where, and it's whether Gomez is starting right-back or, or left-back. Um, is I, I would suggest is that that's probably the... The answer in that one, uh, not that we've necessarily answered the question there. From uh, I think was it Luke. Um, the other one uh, is not so much a question or a statement, but a discussion point from Stephen Davies. He says, "Hi, hi, fellas. Hate to say it, but Salah needs a rest. Um, oh, he needs a big rest. Yeah. He's been crap. Yeah, he's been crap. He got the Premier League Player of the Month last month, and I've, I've never been so shocked in all my life because he gets a goal or an assist every game he plays. I know, in. and he's brilliant at that. But his actual in-game he's play brilliant at the crap. things that are the most obvious, important he, metric listen, of football. I think everybody would agree he's not been up to scratch. Yeah, 
he's still getting his goals. He's still getting assists. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's not. Yeah. He has. He's been in that regard absolutely superb. But he looks fucked. He doesn't look right. He can't take on a man. He looks tired. He looks like he needs rest. It's just that. Yeah. I'd still play him every game. Yeah. He's still our, one of our best players. He's still more impactful than anybody else that we've got. But he doesn't look right. I, I mean, I think having Doke in there tomorrow was not going to harm anyone, is it, to be honest? And, but Salah was still probably minutes. coming off the bench, wouldn't he? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. My, my thing on Doke is I think we're starting to see in practice what it's like when you put a 16-year-old in your team is that he's got, he's obviously got the pace and he's really aggressive and he really wants it. But so far, he's got ten minutes in him every game. Yeah, I think. you know, yeah. But he's, but he's not there, is he? You know, he's not. He's not. He's just not ready for that. I don't think he's ready for that level just yet. Now you can get ready for that level by playing at that level, and you can you can improve. But there's a there's a there's a, a balancing act there. One of the random ones on this was we saw, we saw Kay Gordon on the bench against Toulouse. Now whether that was you've got basically twelve substitutes and do you just do that again to to help with his mentality and the rehabilitation, remind him he's part of the first team setup. But I I, I was shocked to me. I hadn't, I hadn't looked at the bench. I just goes in the ground and I looked. I was like, I, I why do I know him? I know <laughs> you. Look, it's Kay it's Kay Gordon. Um, you know Harvey Elliott as well. Chris yeah. Chris had him at right side last time, didn't you? And. Uh, I think that's a possibility. Tyler Jones here in the comments says uh, Curtis Jones has played right back as well. Yeah. So there's another one. He's because again it goes back to a Curtis Jones needs minutes because he's not played a lot. He only plays. He comes off fifty something minutes, isn't it? In the um, or is it fifty minutes? He's one of the first ones who comes off against City. Yeah. 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 So like that's that's fifty odd minutes of football in a few weeks that he's played. But then again, I'd be saying Gravenberts needs to start this one as well. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, right? I, I sort of off the weekend's game, I'm sort of thinking I'd rather I'd rather Jones start and Gravenberg not, and I'd rather Gravenberg get into the Premier League side yeah. personally. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, the good thing about all of this is like these these are just not bad decisions to have to <laughs> make, right, really, yeah, are they? Like... Right. So who's who's nailed on? So Keller has nailed on. Yeah. Canate nailed on. Yeah. Is he fit? Well, let's hope so. Gomez is nailed on. Gomez is nailed, nailed on. on. We don't know where. Yeah, but he's nailed on somewhere. He's loosely nailed on. He's, yeah, he's, he's penciled in two positions. Yeah, yeah. He's magnetised <laughs> to a board. Um, Endo nailed on. Nailed on. Yeah, yeah. Harvey Elliott nailed yeah. on. Cody Gakpo nailed on. Yeah. That's six. Diaz has kind of got to be. Diaz has kind of got to be that doesn't sound like nailed on that's penciled in penciled in so we've got six nailed on starters there so we've got the other what, f- five to pick from there yeah math um, <laughs> so with your fingers up you struggle to I know I know, I know I know it was, whether it was like have I counted the goalie or not um, the, um, I think Quanza's playing Quanza uh, nailed on seven what's that make it seven and what are we looking for? Four. Well done. We need a, a, another full-back. Yeah. We need two more midfield players. Who's going to start? Oh, no, Harvey Elliott in midfield. Maybe. Well, to be fair, that sounded like Klopp's shot. One more midfield. We need one more full-back. Yeah. Two more midfielders. One more midfield. We've got to pick one more <laughs> midfielder and the right and the right forward, I think, is the big, are the, the biggest one. So, Jones or Gravenberch? I think it will be Gravenberch. Gravenberch. Okay. Salah or Doke or a another. I think Doke to start and Mo coming on. 
I wouldn't shot me if Ali had started there, to be honest. Oh, yeah, that's another shout. And then, what, Graham Birch and Jones, maybe, in the midfield, if that's the case? Yeah. Maca- could give, you mean, he tried McAllister, finally, in the 18s to lose. And if he was looking to make a case for staying in that role permanently, he did not make it in that match. Um This is another time at right back as punishment. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, OK, I feel like we're getting close, but does anyone want to go balls out oh, here? OK. Um... Kelleher, yeah. Trent, Canate, Quanta, Gomez, Endo, Jones, Gravenberg, Elliot on the right, Diaz on the left, Gakpo up top. I like it. You haven't had that? Yeah, we'll have a bit of that. I like that. I think I think you might have nailed that there, Chris Pajak. We shall see. Uh, I mean, there's no chance. Yeah, no, you'll be fine. Um, we'll reveal that team when the team is revealed by Liverpool's official Twitter account uh, on the Umbu, which is an hour or so before kickoff on Thursday. Steve and Errol in the studio for that one, so make sure you come and check out the watch along. Uh, yeah, we've got loads of boss things happening, of course, across Red Men. In the meantime, do head over to Red Men Plus and sign up if you need more Liverpool podcasts. Make the legend videos. competition. Let me, yeah, let me just tell you about the legend competition. Uh, so every day leading up to and including Christmas Day, we're going to be giving away uh, a piece of Liverpool, a Liverpool goodie, uh, ranging from things like beer mats and posters and prints and, and books and jumpers and sweatshirts, of course. Uh, but we've also got loads of sign gear as well. So we've got a captain's armband signed by Lucas Laver. We've got a goalie glove signed by Chris Kirkland. We've got two amazing signed shirts. We've got a 2007 Liverpool home shirt signed by Dare Kite. And we've got last season's home shirt signed by Ibu Kanate. If you want to be in those daily prize draws, head to redmenplus.com. Join as a legend tier subscriber. And not only do you get all the amazing content that we do, including coming on Christmas. Uh, that's a different show <laughs> <laughs> altogether. Oh <my> <laughs> <laughs> including oh, coming wow. on Christmas. <laughs> it's our poured up special. Um, we've got the 50 greatest Liverpool signings of all time a two-part special coming out over Christmas as well yeah head to redmanplus.com join as a legend and there have a legend Daddy Christmas um, I forget about these things when I do. It's, it's been a long while since I've done a show with you dad hi that wasn't awkward at all um, thanks so much everyone for watching hope you have a wonderful day and uh, hopefully Liverpool come back three points and a place in the knockout round of the Europa League Ta-da.